There's a web and he's high. Catch his teeth, just like right. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there, there goes the Spider-Man. With the chill of night at the scene of a crime. Like a streak of light, he arrives just in time. This is episode 539 for January 2019, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas, and that opening song is from Frog Leap Studios, doing a cover of the, a metal cover of the Spider-Man theme song. You can check them out on YouTube. Uh, before we get to this episode, I want to thank people that make episodes like this possible, which is our Patreon members. So, a big thank you goes out to Ricky, John, Stuart, Brian, Stephen, Christopher, Frederico, Michael, Patrick, Craig, Andrew, Symbiobro, Thomas, Nick, Laura, Lee, hashtag something good, Alex, Hafskimo, Will, Frederick, Jose, Dowd, Taylor, JB, Jonathan, Dom, Stephen, Michael, Jay, Michael R., Michael R. Again, <laughs> two Michael R's. Frazetta Hulk, Mayor, Alex, David, and Robert. If you would like to support the podcast like this on our website, log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace, or log on to our front page at spidermancrawlspace.com. Look for the Patreon button on the right-hand side of the site. It's also at the bottom of every news article. Or if you don't want to uh, sign up for Patreon, we also have a one-time PayPal pot where you can throw a few dollars into the, the pot to help pay the website hosting and the bandwidth costs, which add up each and every month. So I appreciate you, each and every one of you, that help pay the bills for this popular website and podcast. All right, let's get on with the show. With the chill of night at the scene of a crime. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our first review show of 2019. Let's introduce the panel. We've got JR. JR, what's going on? Oh, not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. Just uh, the new year, just reflecting on how bad last year was and Aww. how bad this year is going to be and probably the year after that. And, Good gosh. You know, kind of kind of wondering why I still even, uh, you know, get up in the morning. But, uh, you know, I, I think I'll survive. And uh, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I wonder, I'm going to ask everybody if they got any spider-related gifts for Christmas. JR, what'd you get? You get anything cool? I have sweaters. You got a Spider-Man sweater? No, I, I got oh. sweaters. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what part of what Spider-Man related gifts did you get for Christmas? Did you not understand? <laughs> well, that's because uh, that's because I didn't get any. No goblin sweaters, nothing besides no, no. the gift exchange we did. No, my no. See, my fa- my family it doesn't appreciate me. They don't enable. <laughs> no, I mean, they, uh, oh, you poor. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, I've just you know given them my heart and soul and worked my fingers to the bone for them and uh, right. have given up my entire life for them and uh, and they get me sweaters. That's, right. that's odd. You're so lovable. I know. See, I know. Let's go, Jr. I'm about to get depressed. Let's go to George. What's going on, George? Uh, to get back to Jr.'s depression. No, um, I don't. Uh, um, Jr. It's okay because you don't have that many years left. 
<laughs> oh, no. I mean, so that's, that's, I know. that's the but upside. See, you know? but, but see, that's why I want to make what little time I have more memorable. And it seems like it's just going to be the, 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 the next 55 years oh, seem like they're going to be the same as the previous 55 years. Well, you know, what outlook, start up 2019 with an intro. Everybody wants to hear this on the podcast. Um, George, any spider related gifts for Christmas? Uh, yeah. What'd you get? I want to hear it. Let's hear right, it. So do you remember not too long ago when we talked about how for the last 10 years or so, it's been kind of rough to talk to people that you know that are Spider-Man fans, but right, aren't. Right, right. they're not actually comic readers. They don't really know a lot. They just know who Spider-Man is and they see Correct. the movies. Isn't that cool? Tom Holland rocks. So one of my friends, uh, knowing I was a Spider-Man fan, Uh-oh. got me Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, on Blu-ray? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is where he becomes an ex-friend right <laughs> no you take it and you smile you know and you're like and you contemplate your existence you know okay hey, thanks i mean because you don't want to be that you don't want to be that asshole yeah you don't it's, it's like, a gift you're supposed to be happy for a gift me? yeah you don't want to be that guy yeah so um <laughs> well what kind of asshole do you want to be george <laughs> I want to be the one who's grateful when somebody gives them something. Oh my god! Uh, so I uh, I wound up giving it to uh, to another friend who had a kid who I knew the kid would probably like it and and whatever. I felt kind of dirty. I'm like I'm I'm giving this kid the wrong Spider Man, but whatever. I mean it's oh, it's it, you know it's whatever. Right. So I so you, you got a Blu-ray of Homecoming. Ooh. All right, we've uh, unfortunately Mike, Zach, and Ashley can't make it with us. So we have Neil filling in. What's going on, Neil? Um, it's Saturday. Yeah. I have nothing going. I have nothing going on today. So this is like the first thing I've done today. <laughs> That's what weekends are for. You're supposed to rest. Uh, Enjoy those. You're almost out of college. You won't get those sometimes. Ew. Okay. Yeah. No, you have. No, you'll have plenty of time to rest when you're old and alone and unloved. And all right, everybody, know, mute, <laughs> mute Jr's depression. This is the We're depressing. not labeling his depression this episode. And we also have Javi. What's going on, Javi? Hey, how's it going, guys? Christmas spider-related stuff. What'd you get, sir? I got uh, Funko Pops of Peter nice. B. Parker and Ooh, Spider-Man nice. Noir. And I got an Amazon gift card that I used to get the Deluxe Craven's Last Hunt, which... Not only has Craven's Last Hunt, but it has Soul of the Hunter, his first appearance in Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, what if Spider-Man got killed in Craven's Last Hunt? Nice. Uh, the sensational annual that was Craven's first hunt. It's got some brand new day backups of Craven that I've never read and never going to. <laughs> and uh, good man, smart. A, smart. A what the that has a Peter Porker version of Craven's Last Hunt. Oh, yeah, I remember and that. And then the Captain America issue where he and Spidey uh, fought vermin that gets mentioned in the story. So oh. this is the one, two, three, fifth time I've bought this story, but <laughs> I think I'm good. I think this is finally all encompassing enough that I can. I can stop. It's the it's the immortal story. You can keep buying it, but it'll still remain good. It's it's like the yeah. Beatles' White Album or Star Wars, the the original three. I've bought that on multiple formats. <laughs> and they they included all the text pieces from the prior editions and all the covers. Oh, nice! So that really sweet uh, hardcover from like the 
the first collection where it's just Spidey upside down in the black suit. I've got that one. The glass. I got that trade. I remember I've that one. I always yeah. loved that one. And that art yeah. is finally in this book. So There's some covers of that. trades that I like from the 80s and 90s, like the the collecting of the, the McFarlane collection of the early Venom appearances, the trade as yes. a new cover. Yeah. Um, Ron Friends did a great cover reprinting the uh, the black suit where he's up on a gargoyle in a black suit. I always liked that yeah, the trade. That background. was a good one. So, yeah. A lot of, I, I sometimes collect trades for the covers because I like the <laughs> covers. Yes, I do. All right. Uh, I was before- about to say, I was, you know, I, I, I get, I should get all those, uh, Craven's last hunt, uh, hardbacks and, and variations so I can put them right next to my secret wars, hardbacks and trade back trades and variations. You don't own any secret wars trades. I, um, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get any um, spider related gifts, but I did find spiders in the attic. Oh, well, there I, you go. There you go. Uh, my pet project this over the break was to clean my mom's attic since we're planning on downsizing soon. So I went up there and cleaned and there was a whole nest of spiders. Oh, that's not good. That's so I killed so I killed them all before they could bite me. I forgot to mention you were mentioning Funko Pops, Avi. Mm-hmm. I got a uh, Peter Porker Pop. Nice. So I had to order that through eBay though. Yeah. Right. I could not find it. All right, real real quick, real quick yeah. PSA. All right, because Neil has just talked about his wholesale murder of spiders. <laughs> all right, listen. When you find a spider or a gecko in your house, the little tiny lizards. Yeah, yeah. Do not kill them. Absolutely do not kill them. Geckos and spiders. Do you know how many insects, like especially flying insects, these things eat per year? Find yeah. find an alternate solution for our arachnid and gecko friends. Please, I beg you. <laughs> doing you a service by being around. Also, snakes in your backyard, like a black snake, that'll take care of mice. Yeah, black snake is not going to mess with you, and all it will do is eat vermin. So, yeah, yeah. yeah no doubt. It was it was more of a flight or it was more of a panic reaction just because I didn't see them and they just appeared right next to me. Well, just because you're weak and gutless, it doesn't mean a bunch (laughs) of spiders should have to die. Neil, (laughs) you you guys are you guys are hot. I mean, not hot, but you're you should blood in twenty nine. You should should see us during you should see us during Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah, goodness. Neil Neil knows. Well, if he if if he was a VC Andrews fan, he would have gone up there and found flowers in the attic. So I would have I would have gone there and I would have gone there and just (laughs) flamethrowered them to death. Jr. Okay, uh, before we get to our reviews of ASM 13, 813 oh, and 814, what, 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 what? Did we have any new uh, iTunes reviews? That's what I'm pulling up right oh, now. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. We have, we have three new United States iTunes Whoa. reviews. Uh, I was shocked, too. Poggers. We have not had a new iTunes review since July 21st of 2018. So I'm going to read the first one. Uh, subject title: Great work, but just mute Zach occasionally. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even write this one. Holy crap! <laughs> and I that was the subject. He's not here today. That that was the subject title, and inside the body of the text, it says, "Please." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's just mean. So oh. jo- Joey Saint. Actually, Joey five eight. I apologize. You know, Joey, number five and eight wrote that you know, on January third, twenty nineteen. You know, as much hate as Jr. and I have gotten out of the YouTube uh, or not YouTube, the iTunes reviews every now and then. You know, over the years, over the last decade. Yeah. 
Um, and, and occasionally, Brad, even you are the target of, oh, yeah. of some of the yeah. items. Tate. It, I'm so glad to see that shared around finally. <laughs> I can't tell you what a relief that is. Well, Zach gets every. I think everybody but Ashley has gotten hate. That's because Ashley's awesome. Ashley is awesome. All right. I haven't. And okay, Ashley's that's awesome. the first one. The next one is from Deadpool781, posted on January 7th, 2019. Subject title. A very mixed bag. Ooh. Three out of five stars. Mm. <laughs> here, here it comes. Here it comes. And one out of one listener found this review helpful, by the way. Here we go. I've been listening off and on for about six months now, and I can say if it's an episode where the host, Brad, interviews a Spider-Man-related writer, artist, or creator, then it is a must-listen because he's excellent at interviewing, and if you're in for some... And you're in for some good conversations. Regular review issues, episodes, though, like this one, Mm. that's not nearly quite as enjoyable. I have several problems with those, mostly related to the episode's production value. Wow. There there are just too many people on them uh, shouting and arguing over each other that a lot of the time is just a loud mess, not to mention no one can seem to have a consistent internet mic connection. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's very relevant today. That's, that's, oh, that's demonstrably false. I, I Listen, you get this smooth tone <laughs> ten, times, ten times out of ten without issue. All right. But wait, there's more. But the most damaging aspect, in my opinion, is that they're almost always overtly negative and borderline Mm -hmm. bullying to Spider-Man creators whose vision of the character didn't line up 100 percent exactly with the way they enjoyed it as kids. Uh It creates a rather toxic listening environment at times. Also, as a side note, this is not a family friendly podcast, as they often curse or they make a lot of sexual jokes looking at you, JR. <laughs> that doesn't bother me, but figured it would be worth mentioning in case that sort of thing upsets some people. At the end of the day, there's not that many Spider-Man related podcasts, so I can't complain too much. <laughs> Time is money, though. So for me personally, I like to listen to Amazing Spider Talk or Untold Tales of Spider-Man first and only give this one a listen if there's time in my week remaining. Unless Brad is uh, interviewing someone, of course. There you go. What do you discussion on that one? What do you think? Um, I was can't. it written by Dan Slott? It was not. <laughs> okay. Deadpool seven eight one. Um, I don't. I can't say I've bullied anyone. Um, I don't know. Has George bullied anyone? I mean Zach, but with good reason. My God. <laughs> you know, and and Neil a little bit, but the, I, Zach and Neil are like my younger brother. I pick on them because I I like them a lot. Yeah, they know that. I think the the quote is bullying to Spider-Man creators who vision of the character didn't line up with the hundred percent with the no, way they enjoyed it as kids. I, I wouldn't say bully. We don't we don't really level. You know, I mean, like sometimes we'll talk about a creator's behavior. Mm-hmm. We do, and that I'm I'm sorry, it's it's germane to the discussion of Spider-Man overall, especially certain creators. Uh, you know, um, uh, you know, habits of warring with people on the damn internet. Um. But the thing is, we mainly talk about the work here. And I'm sorry, when the work is garbage, we're going to say it's garbage. When it's good, we're going to say it's great. We're not going to We're not going to yeah. mince. We're not going to mince. You know, we're not other podcasts are going to be like, eh, this is kind of, or you know, that are like really mealy mouthed about whether or not they even like something or not. Yeah, Like if we, if we, if we strongly did not like something, you're going to hear it from us. And you're, go- it's not like we're just being flatly negative. You're going to hear specific reasons as to why. I th- I think um, 
that statement about us not being like if it's a hundred percent not a hundred percent in our vision we hate it because as far as i'm aware this podcast has been extremely flexible with the vision of spider-man over the course of the last 10 years well one of the things he said in the review he said um that if it doesn't align with how we remember it as kids let me tell you the way nick spencer's writing spider-man right now it was nothing like it was when i was a kid it wasn't it's not it's enjoyable so i I guess it's like it on that level and it hasn't been enjoyable in 10 years but aside from that it's you know i i I, do y'all disagree i mean am i wrong on that any thoughts jr well i was about to say if uh he wants to uh bring up somebody who who has made a point of saying that he didn't like the way spider-man was going because uh, it didn't align to what he read as a kid uh, he might as well talk to joe casada because that was the whole mm. reason for one more yep. day was Whoa. because uh, yep it's because well it's not the spider-man i read when i was a kid or if yep. i saw spider-man changing diapers i wouldn't have read it anymore. Blah, blah, being married blah, blah, blah. Isn't, being married isn't cool and my uncle yeah. was cool and then he got married and then he wasn't cool anymore yeah, blah, 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 blah. yeah but, i was about to say yeah. you know so, ask mr casada how he responds to that then get back with us and you know what every show isn't for everybody much, much if you'd enjoy the other ones feel free and there, feel there's free. A, there is a phrase that george coined in i think the asm 8 8 10 8 11 review of the crawl space is often imitated but never duplicated <laughs> i think that applies very true i think that applies to this very true criticism there yeah. all right we got one last one uh solid big boss wrote this Woo! one january January 9, 2019, five, five out of five stars. Subject titled, The Best Marvel Podcast. There we go. This is an amazing podcast with a spectacular crew. If you want fun-filled and honest discussions from intelligent, down-to-earth Spider-Man fans, look no further than this podcast. Thank you, Brad. All right. Thank you, Solid Big Boss. That was a solid review. Nice. I appreciate that. Kept you waiting, huh? There you go. <laughs> Left the positivity till the end. Okay, we have uh, ASM 813. And who has got that issue? Let me look. George, you have that issue. I do, and it it's a fun one. I like this. Whoa, 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 who chortled? Was that JR? That was me. I'm in, agreement. I'm in agreement oh. with you. I chortled. I agree right. with you. All right. Well, uh, it starts off like a, like a quick... Um, and I, I, off the top of the bat, we should say, written by Nick Spencer, penciled by Ryan Otley. You know, great team up. Uh, we've said positive things about them before, obviously. But um, no, it starts off um, with Scorpion and a whole lot of ghosts from J. Jonah Jameson's past, uh, you know, chasing after him and Spider-Man. Um, several Spider Slayers, uh, the Human Fly, who I'll talk about a little bit more later. Uh, but then it cuts away to the Kingpin because Jonah and Spider-Man are late for the Kingpin's big dinner. And uh, it's got one of the more memorable uh, lines from this year uh, where the Kingpin, you know, where uh, the Kingpin's assistant is like, yes, Mr. Mayor, but can we at least serve the chicken? Because everybody's having to wait. And the Kingpin says, no, they will make do with the salad bar. <laughs> when Kingpin goes vegan, the whole city goes vegan. <laughs> I, I love nice. I love how, like, in that panel, he looks like he's mad that he has to go vegan, <laughs> like a true Texan. Oh, I, I would be, too. I mean, I'd be like, the hell? <laughs> um, and we get, you know, we get a little, uh, a, a quick recap on how we got where we are, you know, the fight with the, uh, 
with the Enforcers Mach 2, I guess we could call them, I suppose, or Mach 3 at this point, maybe. No, no. And I think, um, I think it's two. They all and, look. They all look like their predecessors. And keep in mind, we're inside an arcade construct that someone has paid for. Um, and we start, or I say we, Jonah and Spider Man start to get taken on a J. Jonah Jameson. This is your life. Kind of montage. Um, you know, from when he was a little boy and he left home and he went to live with relatives and there was, you know, he had to witness abuse. How proud he was when he became a reporter. Have we seen a lot of this origin before? It felt new. I don't know. I don't believe that we ever saw it. I think we – and JR can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that we we have seen this in bits and pieces all throughout the year, never really encapsulated like this. JR, seen, am I wrong? Have we seen Joan die like that? I don't remember it. I don't think JR? so. Mm, not in the comic book. We saw it in the TV show, though. I mean the uh, 90s uh, cartoon series, which I think that's that's where this uh, comes from probably. Hmm. But uh, no, I don't – I mean I don't think we've seen it uh, – uh, presented narratively like this, but we've seen all of it before. I mean, I, I, it was all fresh to me. I don't remember a lot of this. Yeah. Well, and, Brad, you don't remember a lot of things. I mean, that's, uh, I remember you know, you're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just kind of funny. The, the, the first commentary was talking about how he liked your interviewing or whatever, but, uh, you, you know, I mean, I guess that's because the interviewer, the, uh, the people who are talking are doing more talking than you are, but, uh, I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. JR's old man is breaking up. Go back to George. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Uh, for an older but not as old man. Um, no, so, you know, they're going through Jonah's, um, Jonah's life, uh, the birth of his son, uh, who we just talked about on, uh, on the most recent uh, Friday Night Fights podcast. And, uh, and then, of course, the death of, uh, of Jonah's wife, uh, Joan. Uh, was that ever solved, JR? I don't. Is that ever addressed? I, I think. I think it's been more of a throwaway item than anything else. To be honest, you yeah. know, someone's because you know someone always feels that they have to give Jonah a specific hardcore reason to dislike uh, costume people instead of you know that that Jonah just has a psychological problem or that Jonah has feelings of insecurity and inferiority. Those are too hard to 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 write about or whatever so we have to give him this you know this throwaway oh here's why he hates costume people i think it's only been i never i don't think it's ever been really a story i think it's always been a throwaway bit yeah and uh yeah because i can't remember uh that ever being addressed before but then jonah you know it takes him you know through uh success as a reporter through uh his son you know or or um becoming uh the editor-in-chief pardon me uh, and then, uh, you know, his son becoming an astronaut and how proud he was. And then, of course, Spider-Man hits the city and Jonah goes on a crusade. Now, the narrator who's taking Jonah on this journey, um, the narrator is making it sound like J. Jonah Jameson is like the greatest hero on Earth, almost, you know, like, uh, you know, like, and you were right to go after Spider-Man. And, of course, J. Jonah Jameson is having to hear this in front of his new bestest pal. Spider-Man, you know, um, which is kind of awkward. Uh, at, well, you know, they, the narrator gets around to the, um, to the, uh, to the spider slayers, you know, and, uh, to the creation of Scorpion, things like that. Uh, there's a, a humorous little panel where, uh, Jonah uses like, I think like the original spider slayer, uh, and uses the tentacles to like wrap around Spider-Man kind of jokingly, you know, that, I, I got a kick out of that anyway. Um, and of course, you know, there's an you know the allusion to the human fly, 
which uh, I was glad Nick Spencer threw in because, you know, and Brad, you and I covered that fight one time. It's just that uh, annual uh, number 10. It's just a lot of fun. Right. Yeah. Just, it's just a fun issue. Mm-hmm. Um, him meeting Marla, you know, and then Marla not being there anymore because Marla was murdered. There's his dad. Then his dad's dead. He was remembering Fos- Frederick Foswell, which is very important because Frederick Foswell was his friend. And a reporter at the Bugle, and Foswell was who? The big man. The big, the man. big man. Big man. And, uh, and, and, you know, I, I like here – well, never mind. I'm getting into the things that I like. Never mind. Uh, we're going through the issue. Pardon me. My bad, Brad. So okay. um, we get to the end of the, uh, of the J. Jonah Jameson part, and then – you get, you know, the, the narrator kind of takes a turn here, you know, and uh, and he's like, you know, the, the lights come off, the illusions are gone, you know, and, and they're just in like this concrete room. And the narrator uh, says, you know, this is where your your story ends. Out come the scorpion, out come the more spider slayers, out come different variants of humanoid insect creations from over the, I mean, like, and they all just swarm Jonah and, and Spider-Man. Uh, the real Matt Gargan is ostensibly there. I think this is the real yeah, Matt Gargan. It, yep. It, it's him. Um, um, it's him. Because he actually he gets knocked him. out rather than getting deactivated. So, um, but, uh, but no, that, there's a, there's a big fight. Jonah eventually, Kind of hot wires one of the old spider slayers and starts using it to turn it against the other uh, the other creations. There's a really good fight here, by the way, a really good fight. Notley seems to have a lot of fun with it uh, between a uh, uh, scorpion and Spider Man. I agree. A I agree. really. I thought, a, I thought that when I was reading it, it was a really good fight. And uh, and at the end of it, you know, Sp- Scorpion is the last of their uh, of their opponents to go down. Jonah standing there, Spider Spider Man standing there, a giant massive. Foot, <clears throat> paint with a, like a like a suit pants leg and a and a boot come down through the wall and suddenly there's like a, like a hundred foot big man. He's living up to his name. He's staring, the big man <laughs> staring staring down at them. You know, yeah. and uh, and that's uh, that's the end of our issue. It'll be continued. There you go. Yeah. All right. So George, what is your grade? My grade is an A. I okay. enjoyed this. I enjoyed Neil, what's your what's your grade? B plus A minus. Okay. No, pick one. <laughs> Commit. A minus minus. God almighty. <laughs> a minus. Are you happy sure. now? Are uh, you JR, grade. Uh, I gave it a C. Okay. Oh. Uh, Javi. Solid A. Uh, B minus out of me. All right, George, give me your pros. Mm. Excuse me, as I was chewing ice, I uh, wasn't ready for that. What are we drinking tonight, sir? Uh, this is strawberry watermelon punch. I hate to trigger you, George, but look what my cup is tonight. It's Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> George is like his his eyes flared for a minute. Like, how you how you gonna how you gonna be be like you know have, have the number one Spider Man fan site on the internet for like what twenty years. How are you going to do that? How how are you going to have a podcast going on for this long? And you're going to show up drinking Mountain Dew out of an Iron Man glass. I, it was clean. That's why I, I got a four pack of Marvel Heroes. I got Hulk, Cap, Iron Man, and Spidey. I drink out of Spidey first. Iron Man. I'm shaking last. my head in disapproval. That's what this is. I'm right so here. sorry. All right. All right. Um, no. Okay. Pros. Uh, love the artwork. I loved 
like I said uh, a minute ago, I love the fight between the Scorpion and Spider Man. See really, that really kick really to cool. the throat Spider Man gave Scorpion? It really, yeah. I mean, it that was good. It, it was a punishing fight. It really was. Mm-hmm. It was They're- awesome to see. There is some really good choreography between Spencer and Otley. They really know how to stage a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love that. So, so I love the, the, uh, I love the story. I love the art. I loved the, the quick encapsulation of Jonah's life um, for readers new and old. It was like kind of a, you know, every now and then you, you kind of have to remind the, you know, your audience of why a character is important in the story, you know? Again, you know, every comic is somebody's first. I don't know that that's so true as it was once upon a time. <laughs> exactly, but the, you know, ostensibly, I, I for you know, as as an example, remember I said recently, my cousin Kyle just started like collecting Spider Man, mm-hmm. and he started with Spencer's current run because I told him, look, anything before that, you know, up and for like the last ten years is you know, don't bother with it, right? Uh, so this will be his first foray into Jonah's history. Reading this. So in that sense, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of important, but I, I just, I really liked it. That's cool. Uh, other pros out of the group. Um, I, I guess painting Jonah as the, 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 this arc in the whole does a good job of painting Jonah in a very flawed, but sympathetic way. Like he's acknowledging True. True. that he, that he did some major screw ups in his past, like the creation of Scorpion, the spider slayer. And I think that the encap- that the recap of his life that the that the pl- that I guess this murder world does is a way of kind of poking at Jameson for doing all these terrible things like creating Scorpion, the Spider Slayers, and the Human Fly. But it, but the arc outside of the recap does a good job of showing that Jonah's doing his genuine best to make up for his screw ups. So I, I also think a pro is that origin story of uh, Jonah in a. Um, even starting from him as a baby <laughs> or as a as a little child up to Marla and his dad dying it but was you, a it was a good recap i agree Brad, you, uh, but you know why this recap is i'm sorry who did i jared i cut you off i'm sorry was that you i was going i was going to say or that Javi. i think Go that that even for peter it was a good recap I and mean, you may have known jonas since he was a kid but mm-hmm. there was a whole backstory that you know jonah probably didn't necessarily let him in on and I think that might play out a little bit later in the next issue, looking at everything Jonah's gone through, because Peter's always been really empathetic um, in how he views his adversaries. I, I also thought this issue was really funny. Like, it shows um, Spider-Man in the Green Goblin, Doctor Doom, and Galactus's costumes. Oh, that was a funny little panel. Yeah. And Otley does a really good Fantastic Four while I'm on that page. Like, if he if he stops doing Spider-Man for whatever reason, he needs to do Fantastic Four. Mm. You, you um, real quick, Brad. Um, yeah. The, the the thing I love most about the whole thing with Jameson and the, the juxtaposition of Jameson then to the juxtaposition or you know the current position of Jameson and Spider Man, which is allies uh, more or less, uh, and I, I like it because it shows the growth of these two characters. You know, it, it's positive forward movement for their stories. And I liked it. I liked that, uh, uh, that it was there. I, I can kind of agree with you, but I also like my default Jonah where he's an antagonist, where he's yeah. uh, on the radio or in the newspaper against Spider-Man, not working with him. I, I think the story for this, because I don't know, do you want him to forget at well, the, the end that he's Peter Parker? No, I don't. But what I always wanted was, and I think I said this 
uh, in one of the end of the year podcasts last year. What I always wanted was for Jonah to find out and then for Jonah to want to start making it right and for him to want to start hyping Spider-Man instead of attacking him in the press and for Peter to say no because people are going to realize something's wrong, something's going on. You need to keep doing what you've been doing. Otherwise, you know, and for Jonah to have to start to keep doing that despite actually knowing who Spider-Man is now. What about the I rest of you? Do you like Jonah knowing? I think the story is about done. I want him I, back to the default. George I, does not. That that seems like a regression, to be honest, because it does. Because Spence, because Spencer is, I guess, working with what Slot and Sadarsky gave him to work with, and frankly, I think he's doing a fantastic job of showing how much Jonah has grown in such a small amount of time. And to just go back on that seems like a lazy way to reinforce the status quo, when in fact, this entire arc, this entire run of Spider-Man has been about moving forward. So just putting Jonah back where we think he should belong is, I think, terribly regressive. Jr., what do you like? Uh, Jonah, well, like he's been for 50 years or something different? Well, um, I, I I think uh, I side with uh, George's um, assessment of the things where it's got to kind of become to a point where Jonah has to back off and or Peter has to say back off. And but uh, really, th- this uh, this uh, reg- progression on Jonah's part was long overdue. I mean, really, it was it was that was really getting old. I mean, Jonah was uh, uh I mean, I, we can understand some of the, the reasons that Jonah had issues with Spider-Man and a lot of had, had to do with how Jonah felt about himself. But a lot of writers would come in and just write Jonah as a, as a raving lunatic. Uh, and that, you know, I mean, if 50 years, 55 years, that got old. You know, and you sit there and you it's kind of like it's kind of like when people wanted to see Aunt May die off because it was like, you know, she was a one note character and and it was like, you know, she all that. Oh, that horrible Spider-Man. And oh, I'm going to die all the time if I don't get my meds. You know, Jonah's constant ranting and raving around about Spider-Man, you know, you know, taking on the face of it uh, betrays a very seriously ill person. And uh, that got tired of being read, although uh, or that that got very old. Uh, but uh, but I agree with George that the, the the best buddy thing can't last. But you no, know, they they shouldn't go back to the uh, to the uh, relent relentless antagonist. Uh, Tommy, are you with me, or are you going to be wrong? I'm going to side. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to stand uh, tall with my Texas brethren and, oh. <laughs> and say let's keep Jonah. Sp- Spider Man has always been at his best when the characters evolved. I mean, Peter isn't still in high school unless you watch a movie i mean he went to college and he's he's gone on since then and this whole volume of spider-man has been about second chances and and moving forward and i think it it's after 57 years of jonah ranting and raving it'd be nice to kind of see this new potential and see what new stories can come out of it yeah well and pl- I'm plus- okay. I'm still friends with y'all. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> plus, we we already had a regression of Jonah knowing, like when when Brand New Day happened and they regressed um, everyone knowing Peter's secret identity. We technically already had this regression back to yeah. an- not necessarily antagonism, but to the knowing of the secret identity because Jon Jonah's was it in front of neighborhood where Jonah confronted Peter over his identity. But um, yeah, the Peter David issue that um, yeah Zach helped. We we already we we already had we already had this regression, and it wasn't a good regression. So if anything, that was a proto- that was an example of what not to do with the Peter Jonah dynamic. You know what I want to see? Just as a just as a side comment on all this, Brad, if you if you'll allow me, if you will, feel free. 
what I want to see, because I, I, and Jr. kind of touched on this. Uh, I was listening. I was re-listening to some podcasts in the car earlier this week. When we we were covering the first issue of Spencer's Run. And Jr. was talking. Jr. and I don't want to mischaracterize you, um, or, or your views, or what you were saying. Um, but what you, I think, what you were getting at is you're ready for Aunt May to know again, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What I want after reading this issue, and this is something I thought of, I want something like, like, a, even if it's a one-off story, I would love for for like Spider-Man to be fighting something or someone, something terrible, have. All of the people who know him and know that he is Peter know like Mary Jane, Aunt May, you know, or suddenly Aunt May knows it, you know, if she finds out. Jonah, all of them in the same room having to watch it on TV. And it Ooh, looks like like, he, like he's about to die. And what yeah. are, you know, what are they going to do? And just see them kind of be there together for one another and see what that'd that be would be like. I, I really wanted to see something like that. Maybe, maybe, who knows? Maybe. Who, at who this knows? point, who would that room entail? That would be Mary um, Jane. Jonah, Jonah, Black Cat, potentially Robbie, because it's been hinted multiple times throughout this run that he pretty much knows who Peter we, is. We, we, we've, been say, we've been saying that forever, though, but, but Robbie mm-hmm. doesn't overtly know. Well, Robbie walking in saying, hey, I heard you guys were watching this would you, be good. You know, what'd be funny is if like Jonah was saying something about Spider-Man and, and then Robbie snapped one day and then was like, Jonah, listen, all right, I, this may be shocking, but I, I've always suspected maybe maybe Spider-Man is Peter. <laughs> you know, and then for Jonah to be like, "Well, that's crazy." What are you talking about? You know, what are you talking like about? That. That'd be great. That'd be <laughs> great, Robertson. You know, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but, so um, the Fantastic Four would be in there. Who yeah, Fantastic there? Four would be in there. Um, Little Miss Cooper. <laughs> no, oh, we could, Carly no, we Cooper's don't. in there. We don't. We don't count her. <laughs> the New Avengers. The New Avengers are in there. Doesn't Anna Maria? Doesn't she know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, Anna I Maria knows. I don't think she would be there. Though. Doc Ock would be in there. <laughs> Norman would be there. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. He, would, <laughs> he, he should would, be. He would, he would be there as Mason Banks. Um. Anyway, uh, a pro out of me is Otley's art. Love it. I mean, I really do dig his new art. His not his new art. His art in Amazing Spider-Man is new to me. So I I, I dig it. The art. I meant I mentioned this in my written reviews that he is very much a de- a deviation from Marvel's house style, which is a welcome. Like it, it definitely reflects the idea of a fresh start for Peter. That this new art team who have never been in Marvel's house before are doing their flagship title. It definitely represents the idea of a new direction. I agree. That's one of my favorite things in the new launch. Uh, let's see. Are we ready to move on for cons? Whoa. Have we hit all the pros? Uh, I for me, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't want to. Anybody else? Cons. All right, recovered it. Okay, George, uh, take us through the cons first. Okay, real quick. Done. I, <laughs> I, that was good. There's no cons. No, I didn't have a one. I I love this thing. I I did. I Gosh. I had a blast reading this thing. I, I I had an absolute blast reading this. And even when a a giant hundred foot, you know, big, big man, man crashes through the wall. It, I, I'm not even faced by it because it, I, I'm reading it and I'm thinking, this what? is our, this this is an arcade thing. Well, this is absolutely he is incredible. a big man. He is I'm a big like, man. Th- this is right up arcade's alley, and literally he is a big man. I'm like, yeah, I'm going with it. Yeah, he's it's, a big, it's good. He's a big guy it's for good. you. Javi had a con. I will. Uh, I'll probably be speaking for Shy Town when I say there wasn't any continuation of uh, Mary Jane subplots. Yeah, there. I would have liked to have seen seen her making the appearance. 
there's no Peter Parker either. It's all yeah. Spider-Man. It's it's no subplots that we've been working on. It's but all it, it Jonah. Yeah, it didn't stop me from enjoying it, though. I thought it was a really good issue. I have two minor ones. Okay, um, go ahead, Neil. The first one was that while I, I love the action scene, I felt it was really short. And that can work that can work to his advantage because it shows how fast Peter how much Peter has grown and how he can take on Scorpion head to head now. But it felt a little short, especially considering that Ryan Otley really nails down action scenes. Anecdotally, since we just mentioned Otley and the Scorpion fight, I want to bring this up because Adam said this in chat and I hadn't heard this yet. Um he said uh, regarding the Scorpion fight, Otley said, quote, it's always fun when the script says fight scene, do whatever. Ooh, that's what Spencer wrote. Nice. Uh, apparently, according to Adam, I don't know if Adam found that on Twitter or what. Down for that. Yeah, that's Otley, did, Otley did a great Instagram, job then. Maybe. <laughs> and, and then my other con is it's it's more a problem with this arc as a whole. And I might I, I should probably save it for next issue just because it encapsulates one of the problems I had with the arc itself. So I'll save that for after we cover issue eight fourteen. Uh, Jr. Some cons. What did what did you have for cons? Well, there's a line that Spider Man has where it says, "I feel like I've seen this movie before." Yep. Uh, yep. And yes. and and to be honest, I, I I do agree. I do agree with George that like summing up like the narrative of Jonah's life. You know, not everybody who's reading it knows that, for example. Yeah. Uh, and this, and this, I, I will willingly admit maybe is when you've just been on for uh, yeah. reading for so long, nothing is new to you. And so I am, yeah. I'm willing to confess that some of that is, but a lot of the story just didn't feel like it was anything new whatsoever. I did like the humor though. I mean, like, yeah. like the, the scene that was being referenced earlier about Spider-Man as Dr. Doom and the Goblin and Galactus and Jonah saying, eh, I'm may have overstated some things i mean the the humor the the writing is very good the writing is very quick very crisp very sharp very good uh but you know the thing is then when the big man shows up at the end you don't know exactly who's behind it but uh yeah yeah you you, kind of get a good feel where the story is going to go and frankly it it goes almost exactly where i thought it was going to go so i would say that my my problem was uh, again just the the familiarity of it more or less yeah i I, I do oh i'm sorry go ahead no you you go ahead because there's there's something i want to ask jr at the end of uh of everyone's cons brad if it's if it yeah go ahead that's no no go ahead and let neil say his yeah i i I do think that the big man being (laughs) the robot and not just being like a regular sized big man i think it's a good sign of spencer doing his homework along with the spider slayers and human fly it's spencer is very obviously a do- he obviously does his homework before writing each plot, and I have to commend him for that. I oh, there's no doubt. Particularly, I would agree one, on that. Particularly mm-hmm. one of the reveals that we'll talk about later in the next yeah. issue. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about Me already. Me too. Me too. Uh, and I love seeing it. I was like, oh, God. He re- yes. He remembers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, real quick, I want to ask JR something. Okay. Because, again, like I said, I was listening to the old podcasts, especially the one where where we reviewed that first issue. And and you were you were still a curmudgeon about it. You were still I don't know about this. <laughs> we are what six months, seven months on now. Mm. And I remember at the time saying, "Jr. Fettinger, take my hand. <laughs> Let's do this together. Let's see where this goes." How do you feel now about this book? About Spencer? About the direction of Spider Man? About everything? Six or however many months it is now. Six months later, seven months later. How do you feel now as opposed to how you felt then? 
Well, uh, I'm glad I didn't take your hand. Uh, you know, I'm not sure that would have. Not too late, brother. Hurt <laughs> hand. Not too late. Now, I, th- I think I articulated uh, how I felt, uh, how I was feeling as the, it was progressing a few months ago, where I wasn't on board, but it, it just, at least you weren't, I wasn't dreading reading the issues, you know? I mean, maybe I wasn't on board with the direction. Maybe the stories ain't really, aren't, weren't really speaking to me or whatever, but it wasn't like reading the last 10 years where you just like sometimes yeah. dread opening the uh-huh. issue. You know, I mean, you know, here we have a writer who, who obviously, you know, I think doesn't dislike the fans, doesn't write to piss off the fans. Um, uh, has got a great sense of humor. I mean, I think, I think he's got, he's got that aspect of Spider-Man yeah. down. Uh, I, you know, no, I, I have him with Nick Spencer, to be honest. I, I've, it's, it's, it's a fairly enjoyable run, but yeah. you know, but I'm, but I'm, you know, again, also part of this is me is I, I'm, I'm really reaching the point where I'm, I'm getting to wonder if I'm just too old to do this anymore. And are you the last couple of years I've been asking that seriously, you know, do I even really belong here anymore? Are you enjoying uh, you know, it, JR? Are you enjoying it though? No, not really. You're, You're not. not. Okay. I, I, I haven't bought a All Spider-Man right. comic in I, months. I don't, I, I don't buy them anymore. I just don't. I mean, I, I do have Marvel unlimited. I, I agree with you guys. That's a great value. I enjoy reading that, but I, I don't go to the comic book store anymore and, and pick up comic books. No. When was I, the last time you really enjoyed it? <laughs> no you know what I, I think 2004 uh that particular year i just thought was a great year and ever since then because then we went into one more day right after that or not too long after that but uh 2004 was with with we had marvel knight spider-man and uh and uh I'm trying to think of some other things that were going on, but uh, that was a very enjoyable year. But once we got into, once we got into, to one more day, one more day, well, civil war, civil war to yeah. me was to, to, to me, civil war was an abomination. I mean, it was an abominable, it was abominable storytelling. Uh, I, I, you know, it, it just told me that Marvel did not care about storytelling. I mean, really, I mean, you knew that civil war was going to, you knew that the story civil war could not be told. It could not be told because there is no way you could accurately portray what would truly happen. And what would truly happen is these people would either would kill either kill each other off or the war would end with them hating each other for for there would be no coming back from any of that. And like George has always said, you know, Tony Stark raises a glass and said, wasn't that a crazy and and. After that, I just figured, you know, uh, I, I have, I have, I have nothing but contempt for Marvel since then, and so I've not really, if not really enjoyed the stories. So. I, I have often said uh, during the some of the darkest days of the last ten years, uh, some of some of the most basement days as my, you know, as my Spider-Man fandom, you know, so to speak. Um, I've I've often said that for me, the book ended before Civil War. Yeah. I have. Mm-hmm. I've said that a few times. Yep. I, I, think, I agree. I think it. I think it's indicative of this of this current run's quality that the most negative thing we can say is, I it's just not for me. Like we like I, I don't remember the last time in during this run where we went and said like oh it's just absolute garbage, but it's just it's more just a sort of uh it's not it's not what I'm looking for, but it's still I guess it's still well written. 
Well, I, but, but then again, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I couldn't sit here and say, "Oh, I want to see this." I mean, but I, but it, it's, uh, but I, I, I kind of wanted to pick up on one some something George said. I remember how we all were offended uh, when the Clone Saga said the last twenty years essentially weren't real or whatever. Honestly, if someone went back, if there was like <laughs> went back and everything since right before Civil War was a dream. I wouldn't object whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I wouldn't might would not mind seeing, you know, I I wouldn't even mind seeing Dark Rain, not because I thought Dark Rain was a great idea that was horribly executed. I mean, it's like the they Marvel can Mar- Marvel has never been able to follow through on their ideas and and uh, when they have a good idea. But um Anyway. JR, while, while you're saying you, you're not enjoying the stories and you wonder if maybe you're too old as a spider fan, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe, maybe it's just past you now, uh-huh. even, even, okay. So that aside, okay. Um, can you, are you, and I think I already know the answer to this, but you can agree that it's as far as the writing goes, it is exponentially better than what we've had over oh, the last without, without a doubt. Without okay. a doubt. Without a doubt. That's good. No, without a doubt. I mean, uh, it's just a shame, though, that I don't think the, uh, when you think of everything else that's going on with Marvel, though, <laughs> you know, it's like, is this all there is now? You know, I mean, it's, I mean, <laughs> what it's you, still, what you, it's, Peggy Lee, is that all there is? No, it, it's just, I mean, the, the whole comic book, thing, the whole comic book industry is just, is just rotting away. I mean, it has been for a long time. It's a slow slow death. And, uh, you know, and, and Marvel's attitude, uh, you know, continually doubling down. uh, And and this seems like it goes all the way to the top of Disney. And that's a bigger story altogether where, you know, every time you can, anybody who complains about it is misogynistic and uh, that's a bigger issue. Uh, But uh, no, I mean, no, I agree. I mean, this, this, this run on this, this run on amazing Spider-Man, uh, beats anything that has been has, has gone on for the last several years. Uh, any other cons? That was a big side debate, but have we hit more cons up? I've I, got a I've got a couple. I think Javi, no, or was it Neil? I forget which one said that. Uh, there's no progression of the Mary Jane or the roommate oh, or any Peter Parker aspect. It's all Jonah. It's the amazing Jonah issue. I I don't think the boomer. Like you mentioned the roommate thing. Um. <laughs> Friend of Neighborhood, I think, is addressing the wait. The roommate, well, ASM six and seven addressed Boomerang and his presence there. I think we're gonna get more of him as the series goes on. But like his main, I guess, story to kick off the series has been over and done with. Mary Jane's more of an ongoing thing, as I think will as what will happen yeah. as because I think issues fourteen and um twenty two are gonna address Centademon. Yeah, I, w- I want more progression on that than going back literally 50 years to the big man story. But anyway, that's that's why I, I gave it a B minus. Yeah, I think I'm sorry. I, I think I sounded like I'm talking over each other like a, one of our critics. I think the sin to demon story, though, is closely aligned with the Mysterio story, which will finally wrap up whenever we get to the movie. Surprise, surprise. You know, <laughs> that kind of horror. That kind of whoring out that we that Marvel always does. <laughs> Do you think that the Cenodemon is tied in with Craven, or are those uh, two separate things I, going concurrently? That's a good. Uh, is that just a, an overall question for the group? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, that's hard to tell because judging by the solicits for seventeen and eighteen, I think that um, they just mentioned that Craven's not going to be doing the hunting. I think that's going to be Morlin since he's uh, well, be, well, 
I, no. I, 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 I say I say that I say that because uh, is this mic breaking up? Is this mic breaking up? <laughs> Mor- I, Moreland was uh, sandbagged at the end of Spider Geddon. How is no, he coming they, back? They they meant okay. So it was pretty left. It was left really open ended at the end of Spider Geddon number five that he was still in his cage waiting to be shipped off to Avengers Mountain. And I'm I'm thinking that before he arrives there, Craven's gonna break him out and use him to hunt down all the animal themed spider, all the animal themed villains because he got people like Vulture and I think they got Puma and Black Cat and like King Cobra and Tarantula. I think that he's gonna say, "Hey, Morlin, here's some animals. Go to town." Well, okay, here's a thought, a counter thought on that. So he's supposedly hiring these other villains to help take out these other villains. But if Spider-Man's the big game, wouldn't Craven want to save that for himself and not send it, ship it off to someone else it's, to take care of for him? I'm so just, otherwise, what's the point for I'm, him as a character? I, I'm going off of solicits, so I can't yeah. say for sure. I do think that Craven's going to be involved as more like the big, the, the game, the game hunting leader. And it, for all we know, it, could be just it, it could just be craven and they're trying to mislead us because it wouldn't be the first time that solicits have misled us this run so i i, I pray the, uh, that wrong in that we we don't see more like anytime I'm, soon in an asm comic I'm, I'm just thinking more on the wider scope of the spider line and the open and the leftover plot points from spider geddon so i'm just trying to make sense of like the editorial continuity of the book itself as opposed to what i want to see all right i think we're good for that issue you guys ready to move on all yep. right, yeah. let's move on to ASM. Uh, what issue is this? This is uh, 14, 814. 814. Javi has this issue. Take me through, sir. All right, so we've got Lifetime Achievement Part 3. Uh, Spidey's recapping to us, the audience, as the big, big man continues his attack against Jonah and the wall crawler. He finally pins Spidey and reveals himself as none other than Frederick Foswell Jr., what a twist. Yeah. yeah. Not so, really. <laughs> <laughs> thanks to, to Jolly Jonah, Fozzie blames Spidey for his dad's demise. Do you call him Fozzie like Fozzie Bear? <laughs> yes. Waka, waka, waka. Yeah. I'm the big man. <laughs> so so he's been blaming Spider-Man uh, for his dad's demise all this time, which kind of made me question just how old uh, Fozzie is. Because in some panels, he looked pretty aged. Not as, he looked a lot older than Peter. Yeah. Um, true. But. So not only does he blame Spider-Man, but he wants Jonah to team up with him to murder Spider-Man <clears throat> together. As long as he figures out why Jonah is acting as uh, supportive as he is, if, if he was brainwashed or if he's being blackmailed by Spider-Man. So hearing all this and, and having seen uh, his life, Jonah shockingly takes responsibility for everything, for his words, for his actions and he winds up shifting the blame of what happened to Foswell Sr., who was his friend, over to himself. So this sets sets off Junior in a big bad way. No, no, and, no you have uh, to call him Fozzie. Fozzie. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. And, uh, Gonna get you, Spider-Man. And so he he pulls out a shirt. gun, takes aim at Jonah, and Jonah sneaks around behind himself, pulls out the remote control, and tries to use the Spider Slayer uh, to de-arm Fozzie. But uh, he manages to get a shot off, and it clips Jonah in, in the shoulder. Spidey frees himself from the big, big man and uh, winds up using his web fluid to uh, bandage up the gunshot wound. And now they've got Fozzie apprehended, and he doesn't see a way out. He just says, to heck with it. 
and decides to kamikaze the whole thing and sets a self-destruct timer for the big, big man. So doing his best Spider-Man 2 train-stopping impression, uh, <laughs> Peter somehow webs up the big, big man and tosses him over his head, sending it up, up, and away, and he explodes. Boom, into the sun. So from, from there, uh, Spidey gives a very contrite Jonah pep talk, uh, pointing out all the times that Jonah's given people a second, or in Peter's case, a, a first chance when others wouldn't have. So this bolsters Jonah as he heads off to accept his award at the banquet. So we cut to the kingpin who is failing miserably uh, at stalling for time in front of his literally captive audience uh, when Jonah finally gets there. So in front of the entire crowd, Jonah accepts the award and tells Fisk where he can shove it. I love that. I yeah. love that. <clears throat> um, admitting that not only is the kingpin not a great mayor, but that Jonah himself wasn't a great mayor either, or a newspaperman for that matter. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's a spectacular telling off that to me is one of Jonah's best uh, moments in, in any medium. So the next morning, Jonah wakes up, heads into work, uh, only to find that he's been replaced uh, and his time spot's been moved an extra half hour. So now that he's pro Spider-Man, his ratings have dropped because no one wants to hear uh, him talk positive about Spidey anymore. I think Brad Douglas wrote in and campaigned <laughs> that he wants a negative Jonah. Yeah. So Jonah's had it and he's trying to motivate Bushkin to follow him and leave and and uh, Barney wants to stay there. Um, but Nora Wenders enters the scene and that's where it kind of leaves off. Not knowing what plan she's got going on uh, for ex bugle staffers. Meanwhile, the scorpions in a nondescript alley yelling at um, <laughs> arcade for not getting paid and how this is interfering with his deposit for his vacation with his lady friend. When taskmaster and black ants show up, uh, Taskmaster shoots the scorpion in the head with a taser dart and knocks him out. So when uh, scorpion comes to, he finds himself locked up alongside the vulture, tarantula, cobra, and Stegron. And, and so you, know, you know, whoever's behind this is a serious, major, super scary deal. If they can capture and contain the awesome might that is Stegron the dinosaur man. <laughs> So with that cliffhanger, the issue ends. No, this I think is why George loves this story. Stegron is an amazing Spider-Man again. What? <laughs> George, yeah. what did George, what did you think of that last panel, by the way? Let me show you my face when I saw that uh, that last page. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, George, if you noticed, the tail is not to be seen in that cell. That's I don't see the tail. That's the secret weapon. That's the secret weapon. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we've covered that for years. I know. We've covered that for and, and I tell you, if Spencer is throwing Stegron in here, yeah, that means he has read the 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 Stegron appearances before, and and it 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 makes me as happy as a little girl <laughs> to, to to think that we are going to see an oddly drawn Stegron. Well, no, it's, it's Ramos. Oh, it is. Ramos is doing hunted. Oh, okay. well, well, we'll see. Uh, still be good, but you saw it. We're, we're going to we're going to see Stegron in his element, which is hitting Spider-Man with his tail. Nice. So, Javi, what's your grade, sir? Uh, I gave that another A. 
Okay. Let's go around the horn, George. Hey, plus, Brad Douglas. Uh, hey, plus, you, you knew it. You know what's coming. Uh, Neil. Um, so I gave it a B plus on my written review, but I'm going to cheat and take that grade back because I've had more time to read it over. A. Oh, okay. Uh, JR. I'll give it a B minus. I'm with JR. I'm giving it a B minus also. Uh, Javi, your pros. Uh, one of the, the big pros for me was the, the characterization of Jonah and how like Spidey, he's taking responsibility for all the actions of his past, not just the last 10 years, but everything he's done his his entire life. And I mean, for me, I cut my teeth on, on Lee and, and uh, Ditko Spider-Man. So I got a lot of enjoyment out of seeing like the big man and the enforcers out of this arc yeah. and seeing things I read as a kid. Um, and then sharing it, you know, with my son who hasn't read those yet, but now he's kind of got it in his head and he's, more curious to delve into those earlier issues. Right. Michael Reed said Stegron equals automatic A plus for George in the YouTube <laughs> chat. So I think that's kind of funny. Um, let's uh, other pros. What else we got? Anybody? Um, I th- I've got two big ones. One is um, Spencer's really good use. Uh, he one Spencer really does his homework like really well. I, I appreciate that too. He, he remembered that Janice was the, Big man was the big man for a little bit. That was a really good note to continuity that, that I really appreciate. That was from Marvel Team Up, if I remember correctly, wasn't it? Marvel Team right. Up number thirty nine and forty. We That's, covered that once on it. Yep. Spider yep. history. And yeah. then my my second pro is how Spencer continually updates us on these long running plot th- threads. Like he reminds us that Taskmaster and Black Ant. Again, I, this is it's kind of a side mark, but I love Spencer's Taskmaster and Black Ant. They are the breakout duo of this book. But mm-hmm. um. They're they're long running. Um, his long running plot threads like Taskmaster and Black Ant gathering all the animal themed villains for for I'm what assuming is Craven hunting hunting them down in Central Park, and like Nora Winters coming to Jonah and Peter and all the other ex Bugle employees and saying, "Hey, I got a job offer for you." I, I love how he continually dips back into the pool and reminds us these plot threads are still going. With and I'm I'm fairly certain he will deliver on these in the near future at some point. But I enjoy how he is consistently reminding us that they still exist and bringing updates to them as opposed to just doing like a single page of "Hey guys, remember we're going to deviate from the main plot to bring you such and such" as done by the previous writer. Yeah. Uh, pros, Jr. You and I gave it the lowest grade. I think you and I have the same. We were we were uh, mentioning it on the last issue. I we've seen this before. The son of a villain comes back. Only this one, the daughter came back first. So this is like the three times uh, Fozzie Bear and his kids have it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not really sure how much more there is to mine out of Frederick Foswell. I mean, uh, yeah. to be honest, same. Um, but uh, I, I, I mean, are we were we on pros or cons? I mean, we're, we're, well, I I, I, I kind of set you up for a con. I apologize. Oh, but oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. That well, that, that was a, that, that primarily. Actually, that primarily is it. I mean, ultimately, we've you know, it's really a continuation of what I said in issue 13. I mean, once you saw yeah. the giant big man, you pretty well knew where it was going, and yeah. uh, it pretty yeah. well confirmed it. So, well, it it reminds me of the Spencer Smythe son story. It reminded me of the the uh, that his son came back uh, with the Green Goblin. Spot. Oh yeah, Harry Osborn. Yeah, like all the second generation of these villains are going after Spider-Man again. We've kind of seen that, and that was my disappointment in it. 
don't know. Well, well I mean, it, get, it, oh, I'm sorry. again, it should. No, I'm just saying. I mean, we've seen. Oh, we've already seen one son of oh, son of. We've already seen one Foswell, young Foswell, go yeah. after. So we we've seen that, but but we I mean, we covered that a lot earlier. So. Yeah. What's what? What did you like about the issue, Jr.? Well, I think. Um, uh, obviously, I think the characterization of both Spider-Man and Jonah at the end, where they kind of, you know, they they kind of, I guess they just kind of finally work through it. They've just kind of finally have that, you know, uh, you know, uh, I was wrong. You're a decent guy. Well, you know what? You're kind of a decent guy too, you know. And uh, and then like Jonah goes to the kingpin and basically tells him to shove it and said, you know, t- says that I screwed up and I spent a good part of my life going after a poor kid who was just trying to do the right thing. So this kind of seems like the end of that story more or less. Uh, but uh, where do know, they go? I, where do they go from here? If they're that, not- that's, where, that's where I think that it needs to back off and kind of follow what George was saying was that, you know, but I don't know. I mean, this whole thing with, with the Nora Winters thing. I mean, uh, I don't know. We'll see where that goes. Yeah. Um. I I I did appreciate that. Um. Jonah didn't just get like a happy ending for doing the right thing. He had to Whoa. take. He had to take it. He had to. He got to get screwed by this because he he had to get shafted on his job, and now he's going to Nora Winters for help or not help, but. He doesn't. He doesn't get like the happy ending for doing the right thing just because it's the right thing to do. He has to take cons- He has to take consequence for his actions because you can't just yeah. you can't just immediately flip over a new leaf and say I'm going to do better now. He has to, I guess, take the Spider-Man route. He has to learn the way Peter, I guess, suffers. Any other pros, George? You had a lot of pros. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, first off, the, the for you continuity porn enthusiasts, uh, the money shot of seeing Janice Foswell dead. Yeah, uh, that, that that said, I hey, I read that issue. You're wondering that I didn't read. Yeah, uh, as a nod back to Marvel team up uh, thirty nine and forty, mm-hmm. the, the artwork Ot- Otley's panel and her body is, is basically the exact same layout mm-hmm. as like her yeah. death. Uh, great homage uh, to a to a. I, a story that I liked by Bill Mantlo and, and uh, our pal Sal. And um, so I loved that. I love, and we talked about it a little bit last time. I love Spencer's dialogue for Jonah because he, he goes back and forth between, you know, bombastic and overplayed to serious and, you know, uh, Jonah, you know, work introspective. That's a good word for it. Um, and so I, yeah, I love the scene at the end with with him and uh, with him and Spider Man, you know, and Spider Man telling him, you know, what's important is the man that he is today, you know, and and we we've this goes back to something I've always said about Peter, something we we uh, I think maybe it was Javi uh, who mentioned when we were talking about the previous issue, uh, Peter has always been empathetic to most of his most of his villains, and and one yeah. way or another, on some level, he has, and and I've said it before. Absolutely, J. Jonah Jameson counts as one of his villains. I agree. And so this makes nothing but sense. It fits Peter perfectly. The dialogue was on point. I loved everything about it. And I love that despite seeing another brand new verse character pop back in Nora Winters, uh, if if it brings Jameson back around to publish or to back to, to journalism somehow, I'm all for it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm good. It feels good, man. 
Do you I want think, him back as a journalist? Do you want him back as a talk radio show host? I, I think, think no, no. I I want I kind of want him to go because remember what we, last issue uh, we hit on this twice. You know about him being so happy he became a reporter, him becoming editor in chief. I I think that's maybe a signal that he's going to have to go back and relearn things that he used to know. That he needs to go back and and do it all over again for himself and maybe find himself again. I. I, in today's age, I like him as a talk radio show host. I, I actually would have enjoyed seeing him like maintain this new status quo as a shock jock because yeah. that is that is kind of the new the new journal the new journalism is shock right. shocking. And so it, it makes sense since given Jonah's personality to fit into that niche role. And I and wouldn't I, be I wouldn't be opposed to that. And I and I think Nick Spencer really has his finger on the uh, the vapid you know the the vapid stupidity of morning shows with these two <laughs> with these two buffoons. Yeah, that's true. You know, fart song. I mean, like it really. He he nailed it. It's everybody trying to imitate Howard Stern. He nailed it. Yeah, and and you know, so uh, I, I wouldn't have minded. Seeing Jonas stay on, you know, seeing Jonas stay on as like a like a radio guy, but at the same time, um, if it if if his journey is taking him to like kind of go back to his roots, way back to his roots, while trying to find out who he is today, as Spider Man said, as Peter said, um, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm I'm intrigued. And Javi and Neil too, I think, has played the PS4 Spider-Man game. Jonah as a talk radio show host, I love. I thought that was yeah. one of the best parts of the game. Yeah, just listening no, to his great. commentary. Yeah. Um, yeah, Spencer was playing for me once we were, and he was he was playing all that, and I thought this this is great. This isn't it is great? great. Yeah, it 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 takes the character and it moves him into the 21st century as opposed to newspapers, which are dying. Well, and I think even I, even back in the '60s, Jonah was very much a public speaker. Yep. Yeah, he, he even went on, on TV. television. He yeah, was on yeah. TV all the time. Yeah. So this is just a natural evolution of that. Yeah. And I I think that they they've kind of been mentioning in the background that uh, Robbie has been struggling to get sponsored with the Daily Bugle, like ever since Jonah left. And I'm wondering if that's going to be built up, considering that Nora Winters is going around basically picking off. Um, all these old ex bugle employees, like a vulture. I, I'm sure that that's good. Those two plot points are going to meld together. What do you think point. Nora Winters is doing again? She's she's picking up ex bugle employees for. I you remember how during Civil War they did the front line where yeah. they. I think they're, they're going to do something similar to that, not in execution, but in concept, like their own independent news journalism source. Oh, and she doesn't work for the the bugle anymore right no, she That's got right. fired she got yeah. fired back in superior because of uh the green guy go- or the hobgoblin story yeah. stuff yeah you, you know what would be interesting to see and here's the beauty of spider-man we're all talking about how how engrossed we are in the story of the supporting characters oh that's true yeah mm-hmm. you know and yeah. where it's going um if if we wind up where jonah goes to work for robbie yeah. As a reporter, I want to see. I want to see the dynamic there. I want to see how that plays out. I'm excited about the possibility that that might yeah, even happen. You know funny. what I mean? That's, that's a cool concept. It is. Oh my god! All, all this character growth—it's like it's like raining from the sky. Oh my god! I, I, I'm yeah. gonna get soaked, son. And we're, and we're only thirteen. <laughs> we're only thirteen issues into this run. It would have taken. Ah! It would have taken. It would have taken the previous writer. I love that thing the message board came up with. We're not going to refer to the previous writer as his name we're gonna curl him previous writer but i love <laughs> but it take in 13 issues we've gotten more character progression than the previous writer did in over a hundred and it feels kind of natural uh-huh I it mean, does it yeah. does and i i have one more pro brad since okay still on my pros technically yeah um well i i take that back i have two pros uh the fight is beautiful here the the fight with, is with that big big man 
with the yeah. massive big man robot. Uh, and then Peter finally just losing it and webbing this thing and throwing it over his shoulder and making it. I loved that. Yeah, I really did. I, I enjoyed the hell out of this fight immensely. Um, loved seeing the king or uh, or Jameson tell the kingpin off in front of a huge audience. Tell him where to sh- I, you can shove it. You oh, can, you- my God. And it made me think instantly of another instance of somebody telling the kingpin off that we that we just saw this month. I, I, I noticed that. that- We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, there's, I've, I've noticed this trend in the street level Marvel books of heroes slowly beginning to turn on Kingpin. Like I know, I know that they're generally opposed to the Kingpin in general being mayor, but now there's like an active dissent in the streets from the public. Like you see, like you saw Daredevil's overarching story since the Legacy relaunch was him being, I think, exec deputy mayor to Fisk. And we're kind of seeing the fallout of Daredevil's story leak into the other titles, and all, all the other heroes are going actively going and dissenting against Fisk. So I'm wondering if that fall is going to be covered in ASM or in an auxiliary title. But either way, I'm enjoying the editorial synergy across the entire street level <laughs> genre, I guess, mm-hmm. is the right way to put it. Let's move on. Any other pros for Mood Cons? Yeah, I. Uh... Talking about the art and the Jonah telling off Kingpin scene, uh, did anyone else get a Sal Buscema vibe from the faces there, particularly like when the Kingpin was starting to scowl? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I, I got some of that. Like, like, I know what you mean. Like at the bottom, like when he's pointing at him. Yeah, I see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally see that. Good thing to see, too. I mean, we, we love our pal Sal yeah. here. Yeah. Okay. And as, as steeped as this whole arc has been in bringing up past continuity, I was asking um, my son about it earlier tonight, who hasn't uh, read a lot of these issues. You know, if it was too, uh, it was too difficult for him to get into, or if he didn't care and, and he didn't have a problem with it at all. It just served to get him more interested in reading some of those older stories. And he's 14 now. So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's a very accessible book, no matter where you are in your spider fandom, which I think is, is a That's very true. important thing right now. That's what it needs. Okay, cons. Uh, Javi, your cons. So um, outside of, you know, not having any MJ subplot, uh, the biggest con that I really had was the last page. Um, No, no, no. Tread lightly. Instead of having a letters page, which would have been far more entertaining, (laughs) we got a Chris Bacallo. I don't want to call it art. (laughs) <laughs> but there's a preview of his upcoming work uh, that I rather would have stuck, you know, with Otley. needles in my eyes than I'm not looking forward to the next two issues. That's I, I really so not a fan. Of, I, of his I style really, and, I really hope that Bachalo is doing a centademon and not Spidey stuff because Bachalo's art style really fits demonic imagery because he really focuses on like distorted, disgusting shapes, which would yeah, that totally you can't make out. <laughs> yeah, which would totally fit Scented Demon's aesthetic. But if we're going to do Spidey stuff, then I don't know. This might be the first issue I grade lower than oh, this. Is Pachalo the next artist? Yeah. For, four, for 14 Ooh. and 15. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to like his Generation X stuff, but man. It, is there his, Doctor, about, his Doctor Strange was okay. Just, is there something about drawing Spider-Man that just makes Pachalo? No, 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 no. no. It's, 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 not, it's not that. The, the, the thing is, and, and I, I think Pachalo is actually a very good artist. Not everyone's art style is going to fit Spider-Man well. I agree. Did he uh, like, like, take, uh, yeah. Act, yeah. Yeah. He did. Uh, and I think he did that like winter demon story or whatever. The one I, I hate. Read. I gave yeah. it after that one. Um, but um, 
there's a lot of of fantastic artists that I, I can I can probably sit here and name off for you. Um, uh, Bill Bill Sankiewicz comes it comes to yeah. mind. You know, he, great, he didn't work in, artist. He didn't work inking Sal's art. F- fantastic artist. I, I I just don't think he would ever have fit on Spider Man. No. I don't think he would have been good. You know what I mean? I don't think he would have been a good fit like, for. It. So I, I think certain styles just don't translate well to Spider-Man. Now I've, I've liked Ramos on Spider-Man. I'm sorry, Javi. Um, <laughs> or no, Javi, you, who was it that doesn't, is it Brad? No, J.R. I like Ramos. I like Ramos too. I like Ramos. The thing about Ramos is Ramos, um, back when he started on amazing was at that same level where he was very stylized. Uh, and his work is very stylized. I have always enjoyed his style, um, especially, you know, like uh, even outside of Marvel on certain things. Like his impulse. Impulse um, is awesome. Yeah. But, uh, you know, again, I, I think because uh, a lot of people, you know, they, they reacted strongly to it. Again, I think it's a, it's like a style issue. It's an aesthetic issue. But what we have seen from from Ramos is we've seen him adapt. We have seen his artwork for Spider-Man grow and change over 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 his run if you sort of look if you take a ramos comic from spider-man now and compare it to like when he first got on and was started and started working on on the book yeah back in peter parker spider-man yeah they, they would look very different i think like they are if yeah. you look if you look just like how long ago was 29 was 2012 like seven years when you look if you look back seven years i i en- this might be controversial. I don't know what y'all think of Bendis's uncanny X-Men, but I enjoyed, but shallow on Bendis's X-Men. It was, I thought it was a good stylistic fit aside from the, some coloring issues. Mutant stuff is, you know, it's, it's, it's what, uh, Bacallo cut his teeth on. Yeah. Yeah. Generation X. Yeah. 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 Uh, any other cons who that you guys want to JR some cons? No, we we already (laughs) talked about them. You did. I I I think, I think the only one is that like, there was a bit too much recapping. If that that's that's not really a big flaw, but it it there was enough panels that kind of carried over from previous issues, or like you see Jamison like yelling into the mic, and it might have just been um, Otley recycling panels just to save time on art. But I it noticed I noticed there was a lot of recapping. Like it was like so this happened and this happened in this issue. It was very minor, but it was something that caught my eye. It's not a big con. Every but, issue, someone's first. Yeah. Um, how are you going to have Stegron in here and not have a Stegron foot? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, 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 I don't have a con uh, on this issue. Uh, I loved everything about this. Cool. Uh, some, it's a kind of it's kind of a pro, but I did enjoy seeing King Cobra in there, like from the Serpent Society <laughs> and Tarantula. I mean, it's just yeah. it, it, it feels good, man. <laughs> All this class. again, again, Taskmaster and Black Ant are some of my favorite characters from this run. They are. They are. Yeah, I wish I, I wish we I wish we saw more of them, and I think we are issue fifteen, I, right? I think we're about probably about to see a ton of them. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Eventually, all right. Is that a wrap on these two issues? Yeah. Yes, yes. And then I I need to ask you a question that that goes okay. into what I said earlier. Okay, go ahead. I'm ready. Um, someone asked in chat if we were going to cover uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man, and I don't think because we haven't talked about this on a podcast yet. I don't think about how we were going to cover that, Brad. So this is a good opportunity for you to explain it, and maybe for all of us who who if we've read it, just to give a quick, you know, like just maybe a quick grade on it if you want to. Um, we're going to record our uh, new show next. We're going to take a 10, 15 minute break, and one of the news topics on the. Uh, the new show is the Aunt May issue. 
we're we're not going to review the comic. We're going to talk about what happens in that friendly neighborhood issue. But uh, the Spider Satellite Podcast is where we're going to review Friendly Neighborhood from the, from now on. Generally, these review uh, episodes on um, uh, is just going to be amazing since it comes out twice a month. I think two issues is perfect for a review show. This one went about an hour, a little bit over. But uh, you throw Friendly in there. Why don't you throw in Miles? Why don't you throw in um, another Spider book? So I think amazing for the time being will just be the main ones, and our Spire Satellite will include Friendly Neighborhood. So that's the answer. Um, so, yeah, uh, because that, that was what I was alluding to when I said uh, another person we saw tell the Kingpin off this month was Aunt oh, May. There you go. Was there Aunt May in that issue. Uh, and so maybe, uh, like, you know, let's maybe get a quick grade real quick out of, out of folks. You know, just for the folks on the YouTube, maybe. Okay, feel free. Uh, I, for me, it was an A. I was surprised about how much I could like a Spider-Man satellite I, title. Again. I, I messaged George like before yeah. he bought the issue. I was like, "Man, you got to pick this up. It's actually really good." Yeah, he did. There you go. Yeah, Javi, what's your grade? Also an A. That's a hat trick of A's for me, right there. Neil, A. Jr. You know what? I I'd have to read it again before I could give a grade on it. And I have I have not read it, so. I can't oh, give it a grade. I'm sorry. I, I, I gave a spoiler for you. I'm sorry. It's all right. I, I was already spoiled about the Aunt May, what happened to her. Well, I mean, so you I know. didn't. Yeah. You, you, could have, you could have not clicked the link. I, yeah, I, 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 I clicked it. All right. 